studio today, we have the one-man army himself, and that's... Tim. Uh, myself, Eric, uh, recorded, coming to you not live from Greenville, South Carolina. You're not live, so you're dead now? No, it's not live for them. <laughs> that's true. And we have our extra special guest this week. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Alex. I go by Lightning Eagle 14 online and on YouTube and places, and I'm happy to be here. Well, thanks for joining yes. us. Lightning We're e- happy to have you. Yeah. Lightning Eagle's he's, he's a uh, avid, Sorry, uh, he's an avid listener. He's very active on our Discord and uh, in the community at large, and uh, we wanted to, uh, he's a very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he's, You'd recognize his, his uh, profile picture anywhere? no i was gonna say uh what we wanted to talk about for our main topic he is uh involved in so we thought that uh it would be a perfect opportunity to have him on the show and talk about uh the project he's working on for a competition all right so we'll kind of do our uh recent events um segment but uh instead of because we haven't had much to talk about here in detroit but i know eric and uh down in South Carolina, had his first uh, war with the uh, Greenville Nerf. Uh, what is it? Greenville Area Greenville Nerf Club. Area Nerf Club. Gank. That's right. Gank. Gank. Get ganked at Gank. Um, <laughs> and we haven't recorded since he had that war. So, Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I've been really excited to talk about it. Um, I, <laughs> we had we had so much fun in our Bob Greer, who I believe is Palmetto Foam Fingers. Um, his, his Facebook presence, uh, as well as other places. Um, he's, he's the other moderator of and we've been working together to get this thing off the ground and finally had our first war after rescheduling due to rain. Uh, we've had a lot of rain lately down here. In fact, we have a war this weekend, uh, on the 17th, whatever Saturday is. What is Saturday? 18th. Yeah. We have a war on the 18th and there is a thunderstorm predicted dead smack in the middle of Saturday. Oh, so no. you're going to have to reschedule again. again. We, here in Iowa, we've had, on Friday, we're supposed to have a massive snowstorm and like eight inches of snow, so. We're supposed to get some fun. (laughs) Yeah, we're supposed to get some in Michigan here, too, over the weekend, I think. Yeah, it's just, it's been tough. It's winter nerfing, you know, we, we're also not the kind of people to be like, it's nasty out, but we're going to nerf anyways. (laughs) We're we're just going to reschedule. We're not that hardcore. So, uh, but our, our first game, once we finally got the game going, was just amazing it was so much fun um to give you an idea of the the way that we play is we have uh, a park in greenville uh sort of in the pseudo downtown area that has a wonderful mix of woods and there's a pavilion there but there's also some bathrooms and stuff like that um, but the the woods kind of go up a small little hill and it rolls a little bit so we have options for areas between the trees and the bushes and it's all sort of bordered by a fence in the road that moves through the park and because of the way the park's set up we have options so we played in one area exclusively the whole time really just to you know feel it out see how it went um, but we have other areas in the park that we could say move a game to this other field where there's more open space, still treed, more like the SENC. So we have an area that's very SENC-like uh, in its layout with like tall, sparse pine trees. And the area we played in was like a mid-woods. You could think of it as like woods ball and paintball. Super fun okay. area. Yeah, yeah, it's like woods ball. Um, it's super fun area. And everybody who came uh, had, had modified blasters, which was a huge surprise to me. Or I should put the little asterisks on that or was lent a modified blaster um, (laughs) 
Bob, Bob and I both rolled up with a bunch of blasters. Um, I only ended up lending my caliber into one of my friends, uh, Juan, who has been actually, I think, on a podcast a long time ago. And, yeah. uh, was Juan yeah. or was, I know you had... Uh, Jonathan was on there at one point. Yeah, he was on shortly after Endwar. That's right. But I don't think Juan has joined us yet. We need to, again, we need to get him on the show because he's going to be the third uh, member of our Detroit Dart Talk uh, uh, Foam Pro three, Tour. Foam Pro or, Tour 3v3 um, down in Atomic in February. Yeah, that's so. going to, I'm very much looking forward to that too. Um, but yeah, so so we, I lent, I only ended up lending a blaster to him um, and uh, Bob ended up, he had all kinds of blasters. You know, he had a, had a modified Nemesis, Nemesis? Yeah, Nemesis, a couple other blasters. He's got a Talon Claw now. He's just building all kinds of stuff and lending it out. So he's super generous like that. Real nice, real nice of him to do all that and to help people with their mods. So uh, he's been a good, you know, real, really good asset to to getting people into the club. We even had a guy walk by and get super interested. He was out for a run, like doing his, you know, his exercise and stopped and talked for a while. So uh, nice. you know, sort of has that uh, curb appeal, you could say. But yeah, not not Bob. The may I just say that that's that's nerf <laughs> that has the curb appeal. <laughs> I'll let him know that you you said he doesn't have curb appeal. Well, see, I shouldn't have said anything. I should have just let that stand. Now I'm digging myself. If there's a shovel, can you hand me a shovel, Tim? I'd like to dig myself deeper. <laughs> Not a ladder? Oh, yeah. yeah, and a ladder to get out. How do I do that? <laughs> if, it, if it was my, if it was a, you know, a lady, so I would have to have a ladder made of flowers and chocolates, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, I, I want to move on to... Um, to hear about Lightning Eagles Club. But Tim, I want to talk more. Well, I was going to... This was Let me a, just say one last thing. One last thing. All right, go ahead. It was awesome. We had great games. We'll talk about it in more detail later when we have two well, games under our belt. But the spam. I love the spam. I'm in love with the spam. Yes, you have told us on the show many times. I just wanted to let you know, again, you I love, love the spam. spam. Okay, back up for a second, because what I was about to say is before we uh, let Lightning Eagle tell us about his club, since you stole liberally from the uh y- your former uh nerf club that you aspire to be i wholesale copy and pasted the rule set <laughs> i think is what you what uh, what game types did you play at your war at uh, greenville yeah what did we play yeah um well we played wingman which we've never played in detroit oh, yeah yeah so wingman was was my favorite it was these really awesome uh drawn out sort of uh skirmishes between teams super interesting um pressure the way you push the kind of way you you establish pressure and like move around the map and felt like a felt a little bit like chess where you're like pushing players into areas into other battles okay now how many how many many teams of wingmen or partners did you have we had six i think five or six it's a good number we had a good number of teams yeah we had a good participation now i've Um, never i've never played wingman is wingman kind of like uh uh, player unknown battleground where it's just you and one guy and you go out in teams and it's everybody versus everybody else yeah it's duos okay. um it's, it's free for all duos yeah so very yeah. fun um the the we, we played a couple other games too but uh our, our new moderator john marshall has been talking about trying to get something like that going here at the club wingman is so fun it's not fun if you're the first out but it does give you a nice break yeah so that's when you sprinkle in some zombies and if you're the first one out then it becomes zombie. that's true zombies yeah, are actually, always my answer for everything i think that's but, a great idea for a new game type yeah that could that, work that's how we did free for all for my club we did uh oh. we did 
couple of rounds of free for all, but it was always a zombie death. So when you died, you had like three lives, and then when you died, you became a zombie. So oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, there's a game type coming together for Z13. I love it. I I don't really feel comfortable listening to you say it in that way. It was... <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. Check your pants, man. Um, All right. Sorry, kids. Uh, yeah, the... <laughs> uh, oh, shoot, what was I going to say? And Mr. Alex Lightning Eagle, would you please tell us all about your club, though? Nobody. I'll talk about Greenville more on an episode where we don't have an esteemed guest amongst us. All right. Okay. So, anyway, yeah, so Lightning Eagle, tell us, uh, give us the skinny, the lowdown on your club. In, you said in Iowa, right? Yeah, so uh, we just started, or I just started uh, hosting wars in, I think it was like June. It must have been right after End War, I believe. And uh, yeah, so I've been talking with the Parks Department for a long time. And, and for a while, they thought we thought they weren't going to actually let us uh, play because they didn't want to mess with it legally, and they couldn't really come up with the right space. But then I finally got to meet with them in person and talk stuff over and we decide on a location they kind of picked one for me which i wasn't which uh, i guess that's life and so then i finally started hosting wars and the first war we had 12 people show up and uh, we've kind of had coming and going attendance but it's been really great uh finally have some wars in my home. number for a first yeah for a first game definitely. that's a great number yeah, it worked out pretty well. We haven't had that sort of number of people since, but we've been slowly gaining more and more kind of regular numbers or regular members, and it's been going well. Very yeah. cool. So, well, how does your field look like? What's your what 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 place uh, were you granted? Was it just like a flat open area or something else? Uh, well, it's it's kind of got it's kind of a big open field with a small like some small like a small patch of trees on the side. It's like a big rectangle with some small trees on the middle of the side. And then there's a bit more trees at the far end and some trees at the at the kind of front. And uh, it's not like the best area. I would have been happier with something with a lot more natural cover, but it, it works okay. We kind of use the middle part and then I set up some... Uh, barricades and cardboard boxes and stuff and it, it works all right it's a nice space yeah natural cover right you know it'd be cool if you could get them to let you borrow like construction cones ever since i saw nerf you know have you seen have you seen the singapore or it's not it's sorry it's la the uh the nerf experience or hasbro whatever it's called the nerf yeah experience. the yeah. nerf challenge or something like that yeah that one have you seen the field that they have it's uh it's supposed to be like the skate park and they use um construction like marker cones and road closed barriers i, I was a, meaning to watch buff daddy's footage but i never got around to it i think i i thought I, I don't think he competed on the actual competition i thought he was there for the uh the ultra one reveal which was also in no a, he he flew out i believe it, he said he flew out just to go to that um to go to the nerf experience oh okay i i missed that i'm sure you'll let us know in the in the discussion buff please yeah. correct us but yeah, yeah he was he, he was there he has uh, footage from it on his youtube channel i'll have to go check that it's out it's enjoyable footage too um he's he shows off the different arenas and 
critique and discussion of how the different games play. So it was pretty fun. It's a, they're very nice arenas. I think the arena that I'm that I'm talking about that was sort of like city skate park esque had the worst game type though, and it was pretty small. But I did I did think that was a cool use of somewhat available cover. Yeah, we I've been kind of stockpiling little little cone things like you use like soccer games, soccer practice. Mm-hmm. I have quite a sizable stack of those way more than i need but i've been using those to mark like respawn points and uh, boundaries and that sort of thing <laughs> you know what I, you know what i used for our capture the flag points what? Um, <laughs> yeah i guess you wouldn't know but i used a uh, home depot bucket lids ah. I, I went to the store and i just bought some lids and i spray painted one side of the lid so they could be flipped over and they had like a, a team indicator on them so one side is blue and one side is the natural orange Okay, so that's not a bad like, idea. Yeah, yeah, those were king of the hill points. I I want to say that's pretty similar to what they use out with uh, Beret and and all those guys out in the Pacific Northwest. They have these like it almost looks like a um, like a cocaine package, like like cellophane wrapped like that. But then once... I, I wouldn't know what that looks like, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, you've seen it in movies and stuff. Um, but one side is is red and the other side is blue. So when they're defending the points they flip it to that's kind of that's kind of what i made uh i took cardboard boxes and i actually wrapped them in uh red and blue construction paper and then covered them in i think packing tape but it hasn't worked out very well because they got super sun faded and so now you really can't tell what the colors are Oh, that's a bummer. So when when we do King of the Hill or, or whatever like that here, uh, our, our one admin, Sam, has an actual, um, it's, it's got like five or six sides. It's a cube. I and mean, one side might be like a, a base side, but there's at least five different sides that all count what um, how much time that side is face up. So we Yeah, we want to get some of those too. Yeah. Um, they're not available on Amazon right now. We checked, uh, Bob and I checked the other day, uh-huh. uh, and they were... They're not available, unfortunately, right now from Amazon. They might be other places, but yeah. You know what prop I would love to get is. Uh, do you remember the Node? Um, yeah. Where the they boombox? No, not the boombox. The the flashing lights that have the magnetic attachment oh, points. Um, yeah. It's yeah. like the size. No what you're talking so about. it's about the the light is about the size of an old squad car dome light. Um, you know, police squad car dome light. Um, okay. And it has magnetic attachment points on the bottom, so you can stick it to something. And then it's got a switch, and it, it's just like a you know a rotating light. And you and they have them in different colors, so they'll hide them around the play area, and you have to find them in the right order. So you have to find the red one first and activate that. Then you have to find the blue one and activate that. Okay. So yeah, I would love to get multiple ones of those, but they're like fifty bucks a piece. The only times I've ever been able to find them. Oh my gosh! They're yeah, that expensive. Yeah, well, because they're like industrial quality. I mean, and... They look high quality. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So they're also in an airsoft arena, so they probably can take some shots. Uh, well, these were the the one that I saw was when they had rented one of those big houses, like big cottage mm-hmm. houses. Yeah, they. I wonder if they take it with them to the airsoft arena then, because they used it in the airsoft arena yeah. as well when they're in the trader. They're they're in the um, uh, tester, the yeah. uh, trust bus. When they're in the trust bus, that's how they indicate that there's a zombie. They reach out the window and they flip it onto red or green uh, uh, based on if they're zombies or not or traders or not in their in the trust bus. That's neat. Yeah, there's a ton of props that I'd love to have for our club. You know, luckily, you know, Sam tends to be willing to drop money on on stuff like that for the club because we have a full set of obstacles um you know he buys the timers and stuff like that so 
we we tend to have some good stuff for regular park wars and then yeah, uh, I, what's that oh i was uh, i didn't mean to interrupt but uh i was gonna say that uh we've been looking into getting some obstacles because i have a pretty large stack of refrigerator boxes that i've been using nice. as cover. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i they kind of just live in my car <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but uh yeah i got them from my friend when he was working at uh, lowe's and he kind of hooked me up but we found out that they really don't work well when there's wind yeah and even so we need to find something that we can weigh down better and so the, the one up. the ones that are that sam built can be put together in a couple of different ways so it can be just like a a straight up flat uh, surface kind of like what they had at pro foam tour mm-hmm. um but then he, you can also build it in a triangle so that oh yeah i've seen those, those so kinds. yeah no matter which way the wind's blowing on it, it it's a little bit more stable and then we use um landscaping stakes you know the, the u-shaped ones to put over mm-hmm. the the pvc pipe so i think he said he spent around 200 total and that got him like 12 tarps and, and enough stakes to build uh, or enough uh, poles to build, I think, nine obstacles, ten obstacles. How much? How many were on the Ion Rush uh, field? Was it nine? I have no uh, idea. I think it was... I think it's 12. Three in the center. And then four on either side. I think it was three in the center and four on either side, maybe. Huh. I, I'd have to look. Anyways, yeah, uh, we, we have enough to build an Ion Rush players. layout. So. Uh, I like the idea of the stakes. They're very cost effective. I mean, the best thing you can do is get a bunch of five pound weights and just yeah. put them over the the braces, but that gets expensive fast. Or, or little sandbags. Yeah, or yeah bricks. sandbags. True. Yeah. I have a whole bricks. bunch of bricks in the yard. Yeah, that. Yeah, but then somebody takes a header into your obstacle and they end up with a concussion. Yeah. Stakes. <laughs> yeah. So are the best okay. Option. So funny story about that. So I had originally, so I have a whole bunch of uh, fence stakes, which are basically just long metal poles that are skinny. Okay. And you stuff in the ground. And my plan was to use those and then run fabric between those until I realized that if you tripped and went face plant into one of these metal poles, you would have gotten impaled. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It would have been really bad. Yeah, but hey, you know what? The the silver lining is hard enough to realize that before doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so, a, that's another reason you were saying earlier, like you talk to the city to get your games going. That makes all yeah. the difference in the world, just like a face-to-face conversation to realize you're yeah. not a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Eric, you've been working with your city. I don't know that Sam has ever actually talked to anybody at the local parks that we play at. And luckily the event that I organize is at the dark club and we have an amazing re- yeah. uh, relationship with Connor who owns the club. So yeah. I, I is, he lur- is he lurking right now? He's running a party. Oh, okay. Otherwise he'd probably be in here with us. Yeah. Um, so, well, we're gonna, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I was about to change the topic, but no, you want to tell anything more about, like, how is your, uh, spread of the type of people who play? Are they all bringing modded blasters? Uh, or- no, we really don't have a whole lot of modded stuff. Uh, it's really just me and like one other person, but we're slowly, slowly getting more people with modified blasters. The first war that we, or the first, first game that we had, we had uh, mostly kids and like a couple adults, but we're it's slowly kind of shifting now, and so now we've got kind of more of an equal mix of adults and kids. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, we have a 130 FPS cap because we uh, have had so many children there that we don't want to have kids complaining about pain or that sort of thing do you have right. a, do you have a minimum age that you allow 
Um, no, I guess not. But I mean, I'd prefer to have older people, but uh, I'm not sure I'd get enough attendees. Gotcha. And... Yeah, we, uh... we we have a posted minimum age. Yeah, why do we have a posted minimum age, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Here. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that kid's still uh, having reconstructive surgery. I probably, because you brought it up, I have to talk about it. <laughs> We've talked about it on the show before. It, at, yeah. At one of the Z13s, because, Eric had a metal uh, flash hider, one of the worker metal flash hiders on the end of his uh, his strife. And, this is, I'm not liking where this is going. <laughs> well, and, and it wasn't anything specific that he did, but the kid kind of turned around and, and to run, and Eric was right there, and his blast was held at well, like, the kid was going full speed towards me and I could I was like I couldn't tell it was a person because you know they're lighter than regular humans and, and shorter and, yeah and shorter and uh, I turned around and velocity of him running plus me turning at a high speed uh, we had contact <laughs> and and oh, what, no. what would have been a stomach impact on a normal player ended up being his cheek so, so we ended up modifying and, and you know gameplay at the dark club is, is kind of like that because it's it's a lot of close indoors combat so uh things get frantic from time to time so we uh-huh. en- we en- ended up implementing a rule of 10 um you know because uh it, we kind of felt that at that point you know if if they're 10 or older and they have an adult that's kind of working with them then they can kind of keep up but you know we we had people that wanted to bring kids as young as like six and those so those... there's a, something i saw recently is happening that i did not expect something that we need to keep an eye on um there's a a couple nerf clubs in the carolinas and there's a charleston nerf club okay and they're mm-hmm. they're very um kid friendly so the the problem with that is that i guess they someone realized it's a place where you can bring your kids and have like have fun with your kids so they're bringing a lot of it seems like they're bringing a lot of younger kids to the event mm-hmm. they and so you're gonna. They had to. They had to put out a thing like you cannot bring your kid and drop them off because I guess they had a small problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have that in my rules. I know that's the way Mano does it as well. They basically specifically state this is not a daycare. Yeah, yeah it's it, not a daycare. You got to avoid that. Completely. Yeah, and and our rules state that if you're 16 or older, you can play on your own. But if you're from 10 to 16, you have to have an adult with you, and one adult can only be responsible for up to two 10 to 16 year olds. Yeah. We also had younger kids and because the type of games at Z13 are complex, there's, you know, they're, they're not just point at the, you know, shoot at other players. It's yeah. got stra- uh, strategery. Um, we had issues with some of the teams being a bit unbalanced because they're all the kids would want to hang out together and they Ooh. wouldn't really care about what they were supposed to do. Objective wise, they would just shoot at each other yeah. and be on their own little team. And then they were, a free body to get a tag on for the other team, but they weren't necessarily contributing to the objective. Yes. Yeah, I can see how that would go. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, 10 is also a, a good point where they start to understand, you know, what the objectives of the missions are. Yep, yep. If you so. could assess someone's, like, maturity and interest, that would be the way to do it, but uh, where's the standard for that? Yeah. There is, basically, there is none. Yeah. That's why height is a helpful assessment for some things, too. But you know, not so, not not nerf capabilities. Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't really sound like a fair. I was thinking about like roller coasters. <laughs> like they don't they don't go by eight well, roller I mean, coasters. They go by Eric, height. Uh, Eric, you've you've met Sebastian several times. I mean, he looks like he's about seven, but 
he's he's almost man. 12. Yeah, he'll be at Endwar with me this year. I'm, I'm super excited. That'll be fun. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yes. Are you going, Alec? Lightning Eagle? Yes, yeah, I'm going to be there. Fantastic. Yeah. Excited to try stuff out and try out my primary. Ha-ha, <laughs> segue. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's... So what <laughs> do you think your primary will be, and why are you making this primary? Uh, so <laughs> last year, or 2019, yeah, I guess it's last year, uh, I ran Dragonfly, which is my uh, Manta double dealer integration, which means it shoots uh, four darts at once from four magazines. Yeah, we. Okay. Uh, I, I, now that blaster uh, was featured in one of Drax's videos, right from the um, Project My Neighborhood. Um, yeah, event. yeah, that was that was really awesome that I that he was willing to do that video with me. He actually approached me first and asked if. You, I could do a video with him, and I was super grateful for that opportunity. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. That is that is it's, one thing hey, that it I, was worth it. Yeah, yeah, I gained like four hundred. Well, yeah, like thirty subscribers or something because of that. So that was wow. pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's one thing that I I do love about his channel. Still, is that uh, he does feature um, you know some cool things to watch when uh, or to see when he's out at events and whatnot. Yeah, he, yeah, I do enjoy those. The taste of the community. Yeah, Mr. Nathan did sort of a similar thing at Endwar, which was fun. Yeah. So, so, so uh, anyways, yeah. I ran Dragonfly last year, but at that point I was having so many uh, jamming issues and uh, feeding issues with magazines, and it was super heavy because it weighs like 11 pounds when it's fully loaded with eight magazines. Oh, wow. And carrying that around in Georgia heat without a sling with a whole bunch of jamming issues on top of that was not a fun heat, a fun time. So I'm sort of ish building Dragonfly 2.0, but it's really just different blasters. So what I'm building is, uh, it's going to be a super minimized demolisher where I've cut off, not just the rocket launcher, but the entire front of the blaster up to the flywheel cage. Then I'm going to be sticking 3d printed, the Mark 15 blaster on each side, but just the magwells and the flywheel cages. And then I'm going to kind of split the pusher into three so that I can shoot three darts from three magazines semi-auto. Wow. Now, the big thing behind that is is the trigger mechanism, right? So, well, not the big thing, but it's all very interesting thing. That It's not going to be an electronic trigger, right? It's going to be a manual no. trigger. It's going to be manual. I'm going to physically probably glue stuff onto the existing pusher and then cut slots in the shell so that he can slide and kind of extend off the sides. So I, I, I'm chuckling under my breath. So if, if I'm envisioning this correctly, basically your pusher is going to look like a trident? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. That, that's exactly, that was my response when I figured out what he was talking about. Is that about. the name? Uh you know, that's not a bad one. I'm, I'm, I've been kind of trying to come up with a name, and I haven't really figured on something really not 100%. I kind of like Hat Trick. Okay. Which is, uh, oh, yeah, I that's like a it. good one, too. Yeah, somebody on Discord suggested that to me. Now, see, and, if uh, we if we had a blaster named Hat Trick here, it would have to be red and white. Yeah, red wings. Why do you say that? Red wings. Oh... Uh, yeah, Eric's not a yeah. native Detroiter. He he doesn't understand. I have a Detroit Red Wings shirt. Come on, man. Is it a is it a jersey? I love hockey. I don't have a jersey. I have like a long sleeve shirt. I love hockey. 
Mm. I went to Red Wings game when I was up there. I've gone to a lot more Lightning games, <laughs> which should be Lightning Eagles' favorite. <laughs> I tell you what, but <laughs> yeah, so, so. yeah. So you've given us a few pictures to look at here. So you have um, the demolisher in the center, and I didn't realize that it uh, it cut off so cleanly where the flywheel cage is. Yeah, it cuts off pretty well. There's kind of, I guess, internal ribbing in there, sort of. And it also helps, I think, that the demolisher is really weird in that it has like an inner and an outer shell piece. Yeah. Which makes wiring really weird most of the time. Yeah. I... But since I'm placing the battery externally, I don't have to really worry about any okay. of that. Yeah. Uh, Tom has a modified demolisher that I've opened up before because I can't remember if he. He blew a motor or he didn't think it was wired properly because he got burning. That was what it was. He didn't think it was wired properly because he, he burned up a couple of lipos. And so before he got uh, skilled enough in, in doing flywheels, he asked me to open it up. And I, I had never opened up a demolisher before, and I'm, I'm pulling off different panels. I'm like, what? This wire goes through here? What What is going on right now? I, yeah, it was kind of mind-boggling. complex than a strife. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that is uh, just like the regulator. The very first Nerf mod I, I did oh, was yeah. a modded regulator, and it's got sh- it's got an inner shell and an outer shell, and you got to run wires through the different shells. It was a pain in my butt. Um, it also is. I puffed a lipo on that one. Yeah, I had a I had an underrated lipo, and I puffed it, so I had to figure out how to dispose of one thanks to that blaster. Oh no! Nice. <laughs> yeah, I just made a bath of salt water and dipped it in the salt water it actually deplated the uh chrome plating on the on the container that i used oh, no. um, to, to do that battery thing oh wow the, the d- discharge effect so now that jar is a it sits on my uh in my nerf room and it holds like test darts ones that i can grab quickly to like shove in a blaster so it's got balls short darts long darts uh, yeah. nice yeah so thankfully wiring is going to be a lot simpler in this because I'm just placing the, ex- the battery externally, and I purchased a Sewell uh, MOSFET board plus nice. to kind of power everything and ensure that I don't burn out the switch. And I think it's a really great deal for the MOSFET board uh, because like the Out of Darts one is $18, and this one was $12 and comes with way more features and had all the wires basically already soldered to it. Yeah, I've looked at that so, one before. Now, it... In this one picture, the the last picture you you gave us in the in the chat, there's a picture of the demolisher and the motors and the battery, and then something with uh, three XT60. Yeah, that's the MOSFET board. Okay. Plus, it came soldered like that with all four of the XT60s attached. Okay. Yeah, because it's got cool. it's got what three females and one male, right? Yep. Yeah. One, three for the flywheels and then one for the battery. Okay. And so it's going to make wiring of wiring the blaster super simple. Okay. Because I just have to basically wire up the motors like I would a normal strife. Right. And then solder the Single switch. Trigger, yeah. Yeah, song, solder the rev trigger rev trigger switch to the uh, leads that already came with the MOSFET as well. Very cool. You should you should message him with this after it's done just to show him because I think he designed it for triple stage dominator or those types yeah of it's meant for three stage flywheels but this is still three fly three sets of flywheels but yeah, i'm so, looking at it and I, I felt this light bulb moment go off yeah 
when yeah. I, when you when you said that, it's like, of course, that's the that's such a great use for that. It's it's still multi stage. It's just in parallel instead of series. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So all right. So you've got the demolisher cut off at the barrel, probably about an inch up from the magwell, and then you're, yeah. you're mounting the Meeker um, magwell and flywheel cage on either side. Yeah, and I mirrored the files in Cura. Okay, very cool. So that they would uh, work properly. Now I, I'm not familiar enough with the Meeker system. Is is that a shell, or is it you screw a bunch of pieces on more like an FDL? Uh, well. Can you say which uh, Meeker it is mix. again? Was it 18 or... Uh, 15. 15. Meeker MK15. Yeah. I, I, the small yeah. one. It's the compact one. Yes, yeah, the super compact. Jack did a video on a super watt a long time ago called Micro Strife or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, I, it's, it's actually really nice. not... It's not much smaller than a Strife, but it is... It's a nice package. It's like a yeah. minimum viable product for full-length darts. Nice. Yeah, and so the Magwell is one piece... Prince is one piece, and then the flywheel cage assembly is kind of the part for the cage, and then a motor cover, then another cover that goes on the other side. And uh, I don't know, I haven't messed with, I'm not going to be using any of the handle parts, so I haven't messed with that much. I don't know how that works, but now, yeah. Tim, do you remember, um, you've, you've gotten to use one of these, I think. Do you remember my buddy Jack who came yes. to play with us? Was that a 15? That was a 15. It was a Meeker okay. MK15. Okay. And he had to do a ton of custom work to the trigger mechanism to get it to work. I remember. Yeah. yeah so I was. Front I, half was fine. Yeah. I was just Sorry, asking because I was trying to figure out how you'll access that flywheel cage in, in the, the Meeker portions it, afterwards. Well, the flywheels or the motors get soldered uh, kind of outside of the main part of there and then the motor cover goes on top of that okay so it'll still be pretty easily accessible yeah nice. successful it's going to be kind of a pain because you'd have to take the wheels off to actually access things but it's it works and then i'm going to connect the the mark 15 bits to the demolisher with some threaded rods that i bought and i'm just going to drill holes in the demolisher and then uh screw them in and bolt them in place okay and we've seen Bro, stuff you like that you channel is the way forward well maybe but this way i can use the existing holes in the mark 15 uh shells and not have to worry about that as much yeah likely excuse all right so let's go back to the battery you, you talked about that for a second so the battery that we're looking at this picture is a massive battery. So it's it... yeah, it's it's huge. It dwarfs my little nine hundred fifty <laughs> milliamp hour two S lipo that I have for my Strife. So this is it... a five thousand two hundred uh, milliamp hour fifty C two S lipo, and it's Jeez. it's a brick. <laughs> that thing is big, and I, you had to get a custom battery cover for it, right? Yeah, I designed a battery compartment for it you can see that in that picture yep uh it's basically just a box i mean that, that, that battery I made in cad which took forever because i don't know how to use cad so for our and, listeners this battery compartment that he's holding is probably the length and width of my galaxy s10 plus it, it looks yeah. like that's about it's what about he's holding a little bit longer than my uh my iphone se so yeah, and obviously it's, it's deeper to to handle this brick but uh 
Yeah, and so I designed the battery box, and then that's actually going to get bolted to the back of the demolisher on the top. Okay. So like, it's going to stick up off the top on the back. Like where your the Nerf rail is on the stripe? would have been to use a battery stock, but I didn't want to do that because I hate stocks on blasters, just in general. Yeah, I'm not a fan for HVZ because it limits your ability to turn around. Yeah, so I wanted a more compact at the expense of being more heavy and less balanced gotcha. <laughs> blaster. Now, speaking of balance, so in front of where you've cut off the um, the barrel, you have a, uh, what is that, a, a retaliator yeah, grip? I, I duct taped everything together without any of the components in just to kind of test the ergonomics and all that sort of thing. Okay. And yeah, it's extremely front heavy, so I duct taped a foregrip on there to see how that felt. I think I'm definitely going to have to add some kind of foregrip. I've got a few ideas. I could either, I could probably directly integrate an epoxy on a front grip, but if I want to be fancy, I'm thinking I want to maybe add a rail there, which would look super awkward, but would be functional. That would work yeah. as well. Gotcha. So how awkward is it to just like reach around the magazine? And, like... It wasn't bad for me, but I also have really long arms, so. <laughs> it probably, well, uh, but then again, I, I was going to say it probably isn't any worse than the Hailfire, but the Hailfire, you're holding up the front end from the top. Yeah. You know, what we should mention is what, and what are you doing this for competition wise? Oh, right? so I'm sort of building it for the Reddit, uh, build a better boomstick three or whatever they named the competition uh, yeah, it, yeah it's called build or otherwise make shotguns that involve chuckle kinematics which stands yeah, they... for boomstick <laughs> love the acronyms for the competitions <laughs> yeah that's a pretty good one yeah uh, this one is uh, due end of january so dates yeah. rolling up real fast unfortunately um, yeah, so any of we'll you see. out there who are entering this, uh, just a friendly reminder, <laughs> by the time you hear this, you'll have, like, days. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably get it done. <laughs> I mean, it's already done. In some mostly. Well, it's not. You just gotta... It's mostly done. I need to drill the, thre drill the holes for the threaded rods, finish soldering the cages, and oh yeah, because I literally snapped one of my 3D printed cages. Oh, no. Trying to get the wheels off. So that was great. Yeah, I snapped it off at the kind of the motor area. Yeah. But need to reprint that. We need like a, a metal flywheel remover tool. Well, I've been thinking I should maybe get one of those uh, the foam blast perfect fit tool things. So those seem pretty ideal for all the problems I seem to run into removing flywheels. <laughs> Have you tried one? Because I tried one the other day. And my problem with it was that it flexed when you tried to remove the wheel. The the arms in PLA, even, with full 100% infill, they, they flexed apart from the force. Like, it's like a U-shape, and it would, it would separate. Yeah, I haven't actually tried it yet, but I just thought, hey, that sounds like a tool that would fix my issues. Yeah, yeah. I give it a try. I mean, maybe I did something wrong when I printed it, but um, the installation tool works for me, the removal tool less so. Anyways, uh, but yeah, so it looks like an awesome design. Can't wait to check it out at uh, End War and FoamCon and all that stuff. We're not committed to to FoamCon. 
uh, this year. We're still oh, you're not going to do not going to do a table again? Well, probably not a table. Um, well, there are they they've talked about having things like panels, um, and we would be more interested in something like that. I got to tell you, last year I felt I felt miserable. Most of us, I think, felt pretty bad. During yeah, the, it was um, it was kind of rough for us, year. you know, because we we weren't recording the entire time. Yeah, and part of that was because we were right next to the to Epic Whale, which had brushless flywheelers going they, the entire they were okay. time. They were, they were okay. They were better than, last, than the previous year. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't make sense for us to sit there the entire day with our recording equipment. Um, we, we will probably be recording at FoamCon in some capacity, whether it's just Tom and I running around you know, with him asking his What's random your favorite, silliness. third favorite dinosaur? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we could do that again. I was, yeah. What was I doing? Oh, I was holding down the booth while you guys did yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So it might just be random silliness like that, or you know, we might if if they are going to do you know panels if and, they'll and have us things like that, we might look into something like that. But we'll be there in some capacity, so you know, definitely yep. make sure you you That's seek good. us out. Yeah. And probably and have I'm, patches and t-shirts. Yep, we will definitely have swag because I doubt we'll sell through the two bags full of patches that I have sitting on the table right now. Uh, I got shame, too many patches. Shameless merch plug. If you'd like a patch, reach out. <laughs> yep. What What did we say, Eric? Five plus shipping? Yeah, I think it was free. It was five and free shipping because it's the cost of a postage stamp. Okay. So, yeah, hit us yeah, up. Yeah, five, five bucks, get yourself a patch. Detroit Dart Talk patch. They're pretty nice. Two inches by, or three inches? Three by three, inches. yep. I, yeah, I, I nice twisted your arm. I twisted your arm into three by three. Yeah, I wanted the small ones at first, but yeah, we have we have a good supply of those. Yeah. Exclusively, they're a very exclusive patch because we are not distributing them through any major distributors. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I actually, funny story about that, but I've been uh, making kind of budget patches, so to speak, where I basically just take printer paper and then kind of laminate it by I... coating the backside with duct tape and then the front side with packing tape. And I actually made a Detroit Dart Talk patch <laughs> using the the white and kind of gray logo yeah and then i made it into a square and also added a white background and then like a couple of weeks later you guys came out with the detroit dark top patch that looks uh, exactly the same that's funny we entered your mind and extracted your ideas so yeah i guess so so lightning i i've been pleading with connor to do detroit dark club patches forever and he's it's on the agenda it's on the agenda i'll get to it eventually and so he finally had some stickers cut and i took one of the stickers and stuck it to some velcro so i i have a a (laughs) mock-up detroit dark club patch kind of like what you're talking about yeah it works the only one tape is a little annoying because it reflects the light so it and sometimes you can get bubbles if you don't apply it perfectly but okay works good you just got to tell people you put a 2K clear coat on. <laughs> <laughs> clear nice. coat best prote- patches. Best yeah. protection available. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, do we want to ta- uh, touch on any other topics? I think uh, we're. Yeah, I think we're. We got plenty we could talk about, but I think we're running a good length right now. Yeah, so. we're we're probably at about 45 minutes. Um, yeah. Once I edit out um, gaps and and whatnot. So, um, you want to move on to shoutouts? Sure. Oh, right. question, since you're going to yeah. edit this part out, um, yeah. since I already know you're editing this part out, do you yeah. want to talk about Dart Zone stuff? Or... No, let's leave that for next week. Okay. Let, let's let it be a surprise. Got it. Although it'll probably Wait. be airing, this episode will probably air right around the time that Connor puts out his video for the unboxing. Okay. Um, All right. All right. 
Crap. We can tell you about it when we're not recording. Yeah. I dang it. I have a shout out and I can't remember. Oh, I know what it was. Okay. Yep. Continue. All right. So let's move on to shout outs. Um, Eric, why don't you go first? Yo, I want to shout out this Cliff Bar white chocolate oh, macadamia nut that I'm munching on right now. I didn't realize you were going to ask me a question right away. So, <laughs> so your mouth big is full shout of food. out to that white chocolate, that macadamia nut, and also to that soy lectin mixed tocopherols. Oh, mm-hmm. I just want to say excellent, real excellent. Best taste around. Okay. All now, right, then. Uh, do you have a real shout out? <laughs> <laughs> Can I go last? <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to go last. <laughs> uh, I'll give my shout out. My shout out is to Nick Yeagers, Jagers. I think it's Yeagers, um, who was on the show when we talked about, uh, talked with the crew from Ohio who went to Godfall. Um, because of him, I have a Godfall patch in my collection. Oh, that's pretty Wait. cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I'm super uh, jealous is... of the people oh, that man. went to Godfall. Yeah. Sounded insane. Yeah. I would have I would have gone out of my way if I had known to do that. And, yeah, uh... I, I would have tried. So, hmm. um, so yeah, that's sitting pretty in my, my patch collection book right now. Um, and there will be a SDNC patch and maybe something else coming his way soon. Sweet. So, trade yeah um I, i'll go next i i guess uh, let our let our esteemed guest have the final say um my uh, my shout out for this week i've got two i, I already said this earlier i'll say it again um shout out to bob Greer and palmetto foam flingers uh you know helping doing a great job of, of promoting and getting the uh, greenville nerf club started it's been uh been a great help and great person to work with so shout out to him also shout out to captain slug and U channel designs because as ugly as they look I love it. I've got my U Channel Caliburn parts showing up tomorrow. So if we do have a war and don't get rained out this weekend, I'm gonna have that bullpup U Channel Talon Claw mm-hmm. going during that game. It's gonna be great. Nice. Uh, uh, I guess I'd like to shout out Aldos because uh, he's always such a super nice guy, and I love his live streams. Yeah, and, uh, those are fun. He also we tried. I meant to mention this earlier, but so I'll just touch on it quickly. But uh, we tried out the Rogue One game mode that he absolutely loves and does in his videos, and that went over super well, so I'm happy with that. Uh, other shout-out, I'd like to shout-out Garguncle Nerf. He has a YouTube channel, and he was kind enough to send me a 3D-printed or uh, skateboard-bearing thing for my 3D printer uh, free of charge. So nice. Super nice, nice guy. Yeah, he's yeah. he's another one of our uh, very active members in our Discord chat. Yeah, so good guy. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, until next time, you guys. Oh, uh, shout out to me. Oh yeah. Subscribe Wait, to I, my YouTube channel. I there actually you. was gonna say, hold on a second. I was thinking about that, and then all your your niceness and your pleasantries <laughs> threw me threw me off from the. <laughs> The good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Lightning Eagle 14 on YouTube. You can also search for Drac Dragonfly if you wanna if you wanna get a taste of his work and uh, yeah, check I'm, out uh, check out his work directly. Yeah, I have the video filmed for the blaster finally because I finally fixed all the jamming issues and it'll be up sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't there. make any promises on upload schedule. Yeah, we will keep Your an eye life out for is that. happier if you don't. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we try to put one out every seven to ten days or so, and if it goes a little bit longer, then it is what it is. But we are happier, and we are not slaves to the upload schedule. 
Yeah, sometimes I, I think Ben is probably pulling his hair out over a Foamcast radio trying to get it out. And and he just <clears throat> excuse me. He just recently changed from Thursday releases to Saturday releases, I think. Yeah, that threw me for a loop. I didn't expect that. Yeah. But I I bet it's for quality of personal life reasons. Because yeah. I bet Foam Blast Foam Blast changing the this weekend nerf schedule kind of threw me off at first too. Did they officially? Yeah. Yeah, it comes out on Mondays now. Okay. All right. I, I knew that one came out uh, what two days ago so yeah all right um, all right guys let's uh let's wrap it up and send everybody off into the sunset all right. hope you guys had uh, enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you next time. detroit dart talk all right bye bye, bye. bye.